1: U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville says that Democrat senators can't play by the rules and win, so they're taking their ball and going home. Tuberville made the post after Democrats tried to change the Senate rules to circumvent the hold that Tuberville has implemented on military promotions. Tuberville is using his position on the Armed Services Committee to do so. Conservative Senate Republicans have united to stop the rule change, saying that Democrats can do a workaround to pass the military nominations if they really wanted to, but are refusing to do so since it takes more time on the Senate floor and and they want to use that time to push liberal judges or legislation. Membership has been disconnected. The director of the Alabama Public Library Service has announced that membership with the American Library Association is now ending. This move comes after a year long battle within the state of Alabama by parents wanting sexually explicit children's books to be removed from the shelves in the children's section and put in a restricted area altogether. The APLS says they will be providing guidelines to libraries here in the state on how to deal with that situation rather than letting the ALA. Provide that guidance. Just a few months ago, APLS Director Nancy Pack was sent two letters from the governor about the lack of policies within libraries that factored in the concerns expressed by parents. Also, the governor responded to Pack's continued defense of the ALA, which is currently being run by a self declared Marxist lesbian. Director Pack has relented to the governor's advice and recommendations, and now the APLS will no longer pay about $38,000 a year to the ALA for membership. Individual libraries here in the state can continue with their own membership with the ALA if they so desire. State Senator Arthur Orr is speaking out about the financial situation at Birmingham Southern College. That college was recently denied a $30 million state loan by the state treasurer, Young Boozer, after a new loan program was created by the state legislature earlier this year. Birmingham Southern even filed a lawsuit on the matter, but a judge dismissed the case last week. Or spoke on WVNN out of Huntsville with Dale Jackson.
0: Birmingham, which has a very large budget, the city, and the county of Jefferson, both of those entities have the most to lose if Birmingham Southern goes down the tubes. I mean, they've got, of course, the jobs and the economic impact, but also the reputation to their area of the state. Now, all of us lose in some sense, but those two really... Need to step up. And they could have guaranteed the state loans to Young Boozer. They uh, were supposedly going to write some uh, $5 million checks. I don't know if that's true or not, or whether they would have done that. But they really should have stepped up. Now, if they step up, then I think it's a new game. And the state and Young Boozer might feel a a little more comfortable making that loan.
1: Federal prosecutors are seeking to revoke a bond agreement that involves State Representative John Rogers of Birmingham. In the court filings by U.S. Attorney Prim Escalona, Rogers apparently was told to not contact or communicate with victims or witnesses involved in the case against him, but still did so, even attempting to make a FaceTime call to the key individual in this case who was asked by Rogers in the past to provide false and misleading information. This Monday, a hearing will be held regarding the prosecutor's request. Rogers was released on bond on October 12th. He is being charged with aiding State Representative Fred Plump Jr. in a kickback scheme where Rogers directed $400,000 to a Jefferson County Youth Baseball League and then Plump Jr. kept some of that money and gave another part of it to his assistant. This past May, Plump pleaded guilty to the charges against him coming from the Department of Justice. The Alabama law enforcement agency will not be releasing the body camera footage of a shooting in Decatur until their investigation process is fully over. The confrontation between police and Steve Perkins occurred in Decatur at the end of September. Perkins was shot and killed during that encounter, and police say that Perkins pointed a gun at them. Multiple protests have occurred indicator as a result of that shooting, with demands that the body camera footage be released to verify what the police are saying. The family of Perkins even went through the process of filling out paperwork in order to expedite the process of seeing that body camera footage. However, Aaliyah declined to do so. Aaliyah Director Chris Inabinett cited state law and the ongoing investigation as the reason for declining the request. Inna Bennett did say that the State Bureau of Investigations is making every reasonable effort to complete the work in a timely manner. Two men involved in the riverfront brawl in Montgomery this past August have pleaded guilty to harassment and assault. That whole incident made it into national news after the first mate of the Harriet 2 riverboat asked a group of men to move their boats from the dock in order for the Harriet to pull up and unload their passengers. The men not only refused multiple times, but then began to beat up on the first mate, which prompted the rest of the riverboat crew to to jump on board the dock. That's when the melee broke out and was caught on many people's cell phones who were on board the riverboat at the time. There are three other defendants charged with assaulting the first mate. They will have court hearings in November. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news... The two-day manhunt for a mass shooter in the state of Maine is now over. Army Reservist Robert Card was found dead at Lisbon Falls. Card died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound at a recycling center. Card had opened fire at a bowling alley and then at a bar in Lewiston, Maine. 18 people were killed in that shooting, including a 14-year-old boy and a 76-year-old retiree who was coaching a youth bowling league. The country of Israel has entered into a new phase in the conflict with Hamas terrorists located within the Gaza Strip. Israeli ground forces have now entered into the Gaza Strip after a massive bombing campaign started last Friday night. Israeli's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says the next steps in this operation will be long and difficult with the goal of destroying the military and leadership capabilities of Hamas, as well as returning dozens of hostages, some of them American, who were taken on October 7th when Hamas entered Israeli territory. Former Vice President Mike Pence is calling it quits when it comes to the presidential primary campaign. Pence spoke over the weekend at the Republican-Jewish coalition in Las Vegas, revealing that he is dropping out of the 2024 race. Pence said it's not his time to lead the American people. So after much prayer and deliberation,
0: I have decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today.
1: Parts of that speech were provided by BNN Network. The chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, Senator Steve Daines, is now calling on the remaining GOP primary candidates to drop out as well and coalesce around Donald Trump, who has been absolutely dominating in the polls during this primary season. Daines told Politico that he was surprised by Pence's decision, but still considers it the right move since it's clear that Trump is going to be the Republican presidential nominee. Executives for automaking companies are dealing with growing inventory of electric vehicles and slow sales. The demand for EVs by Americans is just not what had been anticipated, and the earning reports are making that crystal clear. The CEO of General Motors, Mary Barra, has announced a major change to their sales targets for building 100,000 EVs in the second half of this year, as well as the 400,000 they wanted to build in the first six months of 2024. The CEO of Mercedes-Benz, Harold Wilhelm, spoke with Business Insider, saying that this is a pretty brutal space and that current status quo is not sustainable for everybody. While Tesla founder Elon Musk says economic concerns is the reason for the lack of demand on EVs right now. Ford and Honda have also announced plans to scrap their EV manufacturing goals or their plans to develop an affordable EV altogether. Actor Matthew Perry is dead at the age of 54. Perry was the cast member of the longstanding sitcom called Friends during the 1990s. Perry is reported to have died in his hot tub from an apparent cardiac arrest. Friend's actor had just finished up a two-hour pickleball match when he sent his assistant on errands and then got into the hot tub. The assistant returned hours later and found Perry apparently drowned in the tub. There were no drugs found at the scene. This story sounds eerily similar to the one out of Israel, where a seven-year-old boy, Yonatan Ehrlichman, the grandson of a well-respected doctor in that country, suffered from a cardiac arrest at the age of seven and drowned in his bathtub. Ehrlichman was used in media across Israel that promoted the COVID-19 vaccines. Similarly, Perry promoted a limited edition of t-shirts on his Instagram page that said, could I be more vaccinated? Perry wrote that all the proceeds would go to the World Health Organization for their COVID-19 relief efforts. And when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine, all this week, I will be featuring a discussion between scientists here in the U.S. as well as Canada who tested for and found DNA contaminants in the fluid of the COVID-19 vaccine. The three scientists discussed this on the Steve Kirsch podcast. They are Professor Byram Bridal, scientist Kevin McKiernan, and here is Chris Martinson saying there's enough evidence there to sound the alarm on the vaccines.
0: When I say that there's no like hard evidence of harm, I'm talking about those people who are saying there's nothing to see here, right? There is no problem. They have no evidence of that. Kevin, like Kevin mentioned, there are lots of theoretical harms, lots of theoretical harms, lots of potential mechanisms whereby this bioactive genetic sequence could cause harm. That is in and of itself sufficient. It should be sufficient in science to say we've got to stop. We've got to do the research now to definitively answer these questions. But get this, what they showed in this preprint article is that the batches, the Canadian batches, they were able to link them to adverse event reports and the batches that were most contaminated were associated with the highest number of adverse events that have been reported. There's a correlation there, right? So, so in fact, there is some evidence uh, in the hands of Kevin and his co-authors, right, that does suggest harm.
1: You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow.